All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts and delivered by DoorDash. One hour of straight hockey talk with Dan, Rick, Tyler, and Bag Milk starts now. Oilers Nation Radio, episode 95,000. Bag Milk here. Liam, Rick, Tyler, Dan on the phone. Episode we all here. 296,000. We should pull up phone effect on Dan when he's not in the studio for like when he's calling into the radio station. It's like yeah. you want to actively make his audio quality worse. Yeah, and every now and then <laughs> we'll just cut him out when he like goes under a bridge or something that can be the effect. Yeah, like, like, yeah like a little, yeah. Yeah, a little early I'm also, vibes. I'm also literally always on video here. I can't not see just you. the you phone. could be anywhere. Yeah, yeah, you could be anywhere I, on Earth. I get to talk to Tyler the entire show. It's awesome. Pretty much. Do you not? Well, no, you see uh, I, I have a yeah, screen share. Everything is wrestling, Tyler. We've yeah. got to make it sound like it's worse than it is. But in general, I do like Liam's idea of just really taking the audio quality of this podcast and making it terrible. If you've been <laughs> listening to this podcast for any length of time, it'll just be like a little throwback for you. Well, people have been listening for 9,000 episodes now. 95,000. <laughs> 95 million. We've been going on for years. Decades. Mm-hmm. I'm very old. 206,000. Right? Dog years. All right, we're going to start off with some breaking news that happened today at OilersNation.com. Shout out to Jason Greger for being Scoops Greger today. I like this. The Heritage Classic coming back to Edmonton. It started here, hasn't been back since. Here's hoping that next year will not be minus 25 when the boys actually kick off. In uh, So the game, according to Greger, is scheduled to be in October of 2023. Weather in Edmonton. October? That's Does risky. Remember? Does anybody remember the weather in October? It's risky. That'll be the best. I mean, they put it out for LA. We went to October. We're, so we went to a game in October in Winnipeg a couple years ago. <laughs> yes, we did. 
was a long bus ride. It was a long, long bus ride. It was an even longer wait because there was too much sun. Yeah, there was a sun delay. Two hours, if I remember correctly. Yeah. <laughs> I drank a lot of Bud Lights with old yeah. Chris the intern during that two-hour sun oh, delay. Buddy, there was a lot of a lot of beers to be drank there, and there was a great little Indian place in there too. Was, mm. In the, the stadium? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was great. I went to a hockey rink the other week, and it had a subway in there. Well, I could get <laughs> like just a train, just no. a train rolled through the station. Yeah, it was kind of like the Houston Tex, uh, Houston Astros Stadium, where they have the train go through. I mm. This yeah. one, just the Saskatoon subway. But also, you What'd mentioned you I didn't have anything; I can afford it. A cool cut trio. <laughs> <laughs> but if I was to have something, it'd be the Italian there were no BMT. Five dollar footlongs. I was there for business, Rick, not for pleasure. <laughs> oh, I was way, trying get, to get the rink burger, not the get, damn subway. You get credit for the BMT. That's my go-to. Didn't Bakersfield play in like a storm one year for an outdoor yeah, game? Yeah, they played in, uh, it was raining. And Griffin, the great Reinhardt, scored the game winner in overtime. It was like slushy, like you could see as they skated. It Literally was, like, in up. puddles. So yes. what you're saying is we're going to be in good shape for October 2023. Nothing could go wrong. Heritage Classic is back. The original was November 22nd, 2003. It was chilly. You were there, weren't you, Rick? I was there. I, was, I think I'm still cold. I had, I didn't get a go, but I had buddies that were there. And they were just like, it was so odd. If you didn't drink your beer fast enough, it was like solidifying. So there was, this is before like the two beer, three beer max. Dude in front of us, he bought a whole fucking tray. And then halfway through, he started handing them out because they're all freezing. Oh. Dude, we were in there with like nine layers. If you guys think it's cold outside right now, do this and be outside for like seven to eight hours. I went to the Grey Cup when he was here and that was ice cold. 1997. Not in 97, 2017, oh. Pops. Whenever I did I did 97, and it, the slogan was party in your parka. All pants. So there you go. Or no pants and a parka, you know? And that's where ah, the, that's where the that sink pissing was born. Yep. <laughs> so for our friends at Oodle Noodle, new location available, or now open in Calgary, by the way. We were there. We drove by it a couple weeks ago. It wasn't open yet, but it is now. Calgary, you're welcome. And our friends at DoorDash, Tyler, what is the delicious debate and how does it pertain to the 2023 Heritage Classic? Real simple, guys. Give me two parts to this. Part one, who should they play? I'm going to go, the obvious answer is Calgary. I agree. That is the obvious one. If you had Commonwealth Stadium, how many people fit in there? 60,000? Yep. 60,000-ish people. Oilers, Flames, Battle of Alberta, kick off the season. Everyone's having a good time, except the Flames when they lose and go home sad. You guys are crazy. There's, there's one team that hasn't been in a Winter Classic in like the last thirty minutes, and it's Chicago. So it's always going to be Chicago. Damn it, you took my. Yeah, or the Penguins, or they always seem to get one. Or the Bruins, yeah, yeah. The Oilers should play one of them. Dan, what's your real answer though? I like to me, it's it's a no brainer. It's Calgary, but I. I, like I think, like the nostalgia in me, maybe wants to see another Montreal Edmonton matchup. That'd be good. That's what I said too on Northern Nation every day. See, on Northern Nation every day, my like, hey, it's obviously Calgary, but Toronto would be intriguing. Matthews versus McDavid outdoors. I feel like there'd be a lot of marketing yeah. power for the NHL behind that. Yeah, that'd be huge. Although the only thing I would hate is Saturday 5 p.m. Well, <sighs> potentially that that's part two though. One sec is the building potentially being like all. Leafs or like half Leafs fans, you know? Yeah. Like that would be annoying. I don't feel like it stood out to being all or like a lot of Habs fans that year. Okay. I guess you would know now that I think about it, right? Like I don't like I, you go to the game on Saturday, whatever you, it's like yeah. half and half, whatever the, but I, now that I think about it, I don't know if there were 
if it was like half and half, like you, like you kind of expect right now. I don't know who I want to see though. I think you have to. It has to be a a marquee matchup in terms of um, player wise. I like the Montreal idea, but I don't know if you can. I don't know if they're going to be the right team at the time. Sorry, Rick. Do you remember who Calgary played in their Heritage Classic? Was it Montreal as well? Yeah, they did. Yeah, they had. Was it in Saskatoon? Right. They had their McDonald's jerseys on, didn't they? Mm -hmm. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I thought it was Montreal. Interesting. Weird that Montreal did that both. So well, no, they have like the they had the uh, the Stanley Cup final two years. Right. Eighty six. They eighty six is Montreal win. Eighty eight was Calgary win. Right. They played each other both times, I believe. What would Fair be enough. the most random one? Can you imagine if the NHL just hit us with an absolute curveball? They're like, hey. Carolina. Arizona Coyotes. <laughs> the Ooh. Islanders are coming. What? What, about, what about if they did Oilers Carolina? Now that I said it, it kind of makes a little bit more sense. But it's not like it's like the 20-year anniversary of that cup final. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's close. It's close. It's close. <laughs> it is. It's just like, congrats, Oilers fans. You got a date with the Columbus Blue Jackets. And everybody's like, oh. Okay. Oh. So here's what four. is it? How much did Tyler pay you to say that? Oh, yeah, I not? forgot you like the There's four seconds. teams we can probably rule out because Hit they me. also have outdoor games in 2023. With the NHL, that, I don't feel like that matters. Yeah, Pittsburgh, Boston, Washington, and Carolina. I told you, Chicago. Chicago That's the answer. Been in one for a while. Uh, yeah, Do we get a, a, an alumni game too? Is that in the article? I that mean, was mentioned, yes. a given, right? Because it? so, it's a heritage yeah. game, not an outdoor game. Like, yeah. It's not just an outdoor classic. A heritage but even game those stadium series game. games, they'll usually do an alumni game. Do they? Yeah. Uh, the other question, the Oilers, when they played the Jets, that was a Sunday afternoon, correct? Um, I I it was an here. afternoon, that's for damn sure. October so 23rd, drunk. 2016. Don't know. Just, that's all it just to Just to mention from the article there from Gregor, it does say to expect a... Uh, alumni game, but to expect a younger wave of alumni players like Ryan Smith, Doug Waite, Jason Smith, and Dwayne Rollison. That yeah, was a, that was a Sunday. You have to at this rate. Gretzky doesn't put on skates anymore. Gretz, Mess, you know, some of those boys aren't exactly uh, in... Oh, Mess could probably still bring it. Oh, buddy. Put oh, with all those Subway game. subs he's eaten? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, some of the some of the Euros have put on a couple of pounds. I don't know if you've seen our friends Esatikin and Ari Curry. Big boys. Hey, get out there. There's uh, They live a good life over where they're, where they're at. Good way to kick it off. But what I was getting to was sometimes they like to do like, oh, Sunday afternoon outdoor game or whatever. Put this thing. Like, just, just don't overthink it, NHL. Saturday night, 8 o'clock, Oilers Flames. Easy, right? Mm. You run no risk of a sun delay. Which happens when you try to get all cute team? Be like, ooh, Sunday one o'clock. Do they usually announce the opponent as they announce the game? Yes, they do. Okay, yeah. I was wondering if they. Why well, don't I, I like? Yeah, it should be. Oh, they that's a know. good idea, Liam. They should wait until like the last second to tell us who it's going to be, and then just unveil them right at <laughs> the last the day minute. before. They I just was, walk out. I was going to say, wait and see if Vancouver get Bedard. Do McDavid Bedard? Bedard. McDavid. It'd, be like his, it'd be like his fifth NHL game in his outdoors. Hell yeah, <laughs> it that way. Do you think it has to be a Canadian team that they play? Would that be like the ideal? No, I, no. I don't think it has to be. I think like it it'd be dope be if it's the Rangers were here. See, I think, I think it, because it's, it's a heritage classic, yeah. not like a stadium series. They want to brand it as some sort of like historical yeah. rival. So the Rangers, in that sense, might make sense. But I don't think we're going to see, like, Vegas. Bruins. Oh, no, so then in that case, you could say, like, yeah. the New York yes. Islanders, then, if you're yeah, going that route. Sense, yeah. Well, there's Islanders, Bruins, <laughs> Flyers. They always have all 80s ties to our Stanley Cups. Hasn't every Heritage Classic been two Canadian teams, though? 
I was just going to say, I think that they, when they branded it, I think the stadium series can include anybody and that the Heritage Classic yeah. was designed to just be for Canadian teams. I got him right here. You guys so talk about Liam. What do you got? The last one was Winnipeg, Edmonton, obviously. Then it was Ottawa, Vancouver oh, no. in 2014. Then before Buffalo that, it was and Montreal, Toronto. Calgary in 2011. Then it was Montreal, Edmonton in 2003. And there was a uh, Calgary, Montreal mixed in there as well. But um, Was it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, the Calgary and Winnipeg it was in 2019. Calgary Winnipeg, that yeah. was the second last one. Oh, no, Why it isn't so- always because Toronto played Buffalo last year. And I was just going to say that was the first one. Austin Matthews got suspended. Didn't he get suspended? Yeah, you're right. Game? You were correct for the cross check or whatever. Unbelievable. Unlike Darlene. I can't believe they gave that guy an MVP for that. He's a poor role model. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Connor would never get suspended. Never. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How about this for a fun little twist? They have the alumni game, obviously the big game. What if they brought up Bakersfield and did a Bakersfield versus Calgary Wranglers AHL game the day before? That'd be cool. Or the day after. Either way, I'd love that. I think that'd be neat, right? Get an extra game in there. I bet you we see Oil Kings Hitman as well. If they're going to set all this up, I bet you they get as many games in as they can. Do the Oil King Hitman on Sunday day for families. Do the HL Friday night. Do For us to just go get fucking hammered at. Just get so drunk. The weekend off work. Yeah, that's going to be, if that's how they put it together, like if you got an AHL game on Friday, the NHL game on Saturday, and then the dub game on Sunday, that's a three-day shift you got to accommodate. That's fair. My liver's ready for it. We've done that before. Hey, wouldn't be the first time. Cold outside, right? So Mm -hmm. it keeps it in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. You'll know pain. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Everything but the wallet is ready. Well, that's a that's a problem, Dan. Uncle Mastercard <laughs> always wants his money back, and he charges interest. That motherfucker. Hey, we can start we can start putting things away right now, though. Yep. Start collecting start empties. Yeah. Collecting yeah. now. Exactly. Collect some empties. Liam's always got nice socks on. We Clean start taking pics of them dogs. Yep. Christmas special today. I just had some bad news on the socks. I was gonna oh, no. wait till Friday on this one, but I figured I would just get this off my chest now. <laughs> <laughs> I lost the other Lucky Oilers sock. So now I only have one Lucky Oilers sock. There's not a pair anymore. So we're well, sitting was here. It? So the world is sitting here pointing fingers at <laughs> all sorts of players. They're pointing yep. fingers at Ken Holland. They're pointing fingers at Woodcroft. I know. When really the issue is you and your and your and your inability to keep your lucky socks. Yep. You should have seen it. It's absolute disaster at Horrible Manor today when I pulled out my laundry and was putting it away. I don't know what happens to the other sock, but I had four loose socks today. They're all missing their fellows. Got a bunch of pending or a bunch of UFAs. Got Mm -hmm. a bunch of pending UFAs. Are any of them close enough to match? You know? No, they're a variety. I've got some black ones. I got um, obviously my Oilers one. I was missing another Christmas sock. They are all over the place. Because if you look at my sock socks right now. I am. I'm just mixing matching. Well, I'm going out rogue out here. Yeah, I. I, do I don't like to do sometimes. it. I don't I like to either. But I don't like to do it either. No. And they're not even the same color, rogue. Oh, I can't do that. Ooh. Oh, yeah, that's oh, oh, I just oh. noticed something else. Oh, Rick and I have the same shoes. Oh, we're rocking the same shoes today. Yep. It's well, called, close. It's called style, people. <laughs> Look <laughs> it up. Uh, they you are can, exactly the same. No, they're not. They're not. The Nike swoosh is different. Yeah, there's plenty of spot the differences, big guy. Look the same to all the listeners. If you listeners want to participate in whose feet are different, check out Liam's wiki feet page. Uh, did everybody go? Who's your ideal opponent? I didn't. Uh, Liam hit me. Calgary. Yeah, it's the Unle- answer. Unless, 
Bedard goes to Vancouver, I would honestly like that a lot. It would what about cool. a Winnipeg? A great way to market it. What about, what was that, Dan? Winnipeg. We already did it. Like, but like going now, having the home and away of that series. I like Calgary. Calgary is the best. I think it's the option. So Winnipeg could be three. It's a good storyline, right? But don't you think the team itself would match up really well against a team like Ottawa? The Oilers? Yeah. Just to just that youth, like that. You're yeah, we always beat the shit out of them. Well, I mean, that makes sense. I'm just thinking about that. the spectacle of the weekend. Yeah. And if you stick a BOA in there, that place will be a madhouse. And I think, like, we kind of discussed here, there's multiple angles on marketing this in, like, a three day event. I do like the three day event with uh, Edmonton Calgary, such a thing. Yep. Hit us up, Owen Radio Podcast. I want to know who is the ideal opponent for the Oilers to face at the Heritage Classic. Again, Jason Greger broke the story today at OilersNation.com. It's coming back to Commonwealth October 2023. Start saving your shekels, everybody. It's coming. Start home. hydrating. Drink some water now. It's going to be a long weekend. It's coming home. Mm-hmm. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Are you prepared for your Saturday, Liam? I am. I'm your ready. people versus my people. mono e mono. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. I got my got my outfit picked out. What are you wearing? I'm going nothing. <laughs> well, I'm at a family event that day, so I have to put a couple of things on. Uh, there you go. The delicious debate for our friends at Oodle Noodle. Go check out the new location in Calgary. If you're feeling lazy, if you're feeling like you don't want to go outside or cook today on a Tuesday because it's 2,000 degrees below zero, our friends at DoorDash will accommodate. Liam, fresh one, please. Ding dong. Let's get to some rougher news. I heard you guys were talking about the slow starts today on Oilers Nation every day. Last night was another edition of those. The Oilers lost 3-2 to the Caps. The score was not really indicative of how that game went. Shout out to Stuart Skinner. Tyler, where do you want to start on the slow starts? Ryan Rashog tweeted out a really interesting kind of chart uh, earlier today, and it's from the folks at Sport Logic. Edmonton in the first period. Goals, 29th. Expected goals, 15th. Shots, 22nd. Scoring chances, 18th. Slot shots, 26th. High danger chances, 13th. Goals against, 18th. Shots against, 27th. Expected goals against, 18th. Scoring chances against, 21st. Slot shots against, 24th. High danger chances against, 22nd. Not a single one of those numbers, with the exception of high danger chances, is in the top half of the league. Terrible. Not great. They're awful. Not ideal. And I don't get it. Uh, I have long been a believer that uh, it is not a head coach's job at the NHL level to motivate his players for all 82 regular season And games. before you go on, we can't even, like, I don't understand how people are blaming Woodcroft on this right now. How many coaches have had this issue in a row? Everybody gets blamed right now. If you take an oiler paycheck right now, you're taking some of the blame. Yeah, and that's fair. And, like, if they would have tied that game late yesterday and won it, we'd be sitting here singing their praises, probably. No, I think you'd still be frustrated. But I'd be, not, I'd be that frustrated. That's changed. a good point. We'd be sitting here going, yeah. um, Stu there stole still 40-some-odd yeah. shots, and it's... So I heard Woodcroft say today that the, the five-on-five five shots were relatively close by the end of the game. Ish. And the, well, they, 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 they still went, trailed. Yeah, but then it was a lot of it was um, well, that, power play time, that their power play just... Ran us. They had 17 power play shots. That's incredible. Okay, well, that's also then a comment that on is your also penalty kill sucking no, 100%, 100%. ass. 100%. Like, I'm just, um, maybe, that, I don't know, maybe that's like the new age coaching that you try and put them positive spins on everything and yeah. try and keep everyone's spirits up or whatever. That's always been Woodcroft. I think yep. we would like, and I don't think we actually want it as a permanent coach, but you would like the guy to like, throw the garbage can against the wall once in a while. Or I have that guy just, like... It would just make ourselves feel better, like inside my own chest. It'd be like, 
<laughs> but it make me feel like do you I think there's that. anyone? I think it's fine to have the coach like this, but I think you need to have someone in that room who's vocal in a firm way. And I just I think maybe like is that maybe part of the issue? Is that like they're yeah. not getting jacked up before the games? And I think that's like and, that's something Evander Kane brought to this lineup. We saw it in training camp where he's fucking yeah. around with guys and he's mixing it up. And I think he probably is part of that. Mike Smith probably was part of that last year. Guaranteed. But like to your point, there's no guy like I remember the videos when Rocky Thompson was the coach of the yep. Roadrunners or whatever yep. it was at the time, and he would be screaming at everybody, not in a bad way, but just getting everyone fired up. Well, you see all those videos of like the, the, when they're going over the starting lineups in the dressing room. Yeah. And we've seen like Biz came out and did it for. Should yeah. I forget who he did? Maybe did it for the Oil Kings. For the actually. Oil Kings, yeah. yeah. Yeah, So you've seen them all the time, right? But Reeves is doing Reeves it for the Wild. Yeah. So I, I know I sat, I sat here two weeks ago and said I don't think we should add him. I'm going to take a L on that one. I think we should have added him. I think Revo on this team would be an interesting addition. But how can no one in that locker room be like, I'm going to go be that guy today? Because it's not, it's not natural in their personality. It has to be natural in your personality. If you're trying too hard, no one's going to like... Nah, man. I think if you're a leader on this team, you need to look at the slow starts and be like, that's a reflection of my team, my group. I'm a leader. I need to go out of my way and do something to try to get these guys going. But I think I'm, some players who try and do it on the ice and they try and get too fancy, hence the Leon giveaway uh, and goal one, that you have a too many players. And then, yeah, they just try, like, I, we need a character. We need someone that just it oozes that where you're trying to, like, rein them in all the time instead of cattle prodding them to get them going. Dan, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I think for. <laughs> For Tyler, you're kind of hitting it on the head or you're kind of skirting around. I think the issue for for the leadership group in on this team, it's a lot of guys that are just do as I do, not as I say, and that's fine. But like you said, Tyler, you you and like you said, Rick, you almost just need a guy that's willing to just fire off around, do an office shot in the, you know, into the area okay. and get everybody just kind of shocked and rattled because I like I've seen obviously I posted on hockey fights the the Reeves hype up and that's that's fine but like that motivates you know fifty percent of the room the other half of the room still has to do its own job yeah, my big issue is that we haven't seen that. we've never seen when's the last time we saw this team do a players only meeting like it might like have even it, yeah we don't need to know well that. yeah I suppose that's true we haven't heard about it but you think with this media and the way that we've yeah. gone through coaches we haven't heard about them very much. And and that to me is a is is more of a systematic thing where it's just that that's where you're speaking to Tyler about needing a leader that just says enough is enough, puts their foot down and just stomps for a minute. I think it's I guess on the other side of it too, dry saddles come out multiple times and address that the team has slow starts. There's no way he's just saying that to the cameras. No. Like he's yeah. obviously going into the room and trying to give that leadership too. And maybe this team is just how do you say it? Like, obviously, we lost Keith and Smith last year. We're good veterans, and maybe they just didn't really learn enough from it on how to juice guys up, or maybe just guys don't respond to it. But I think maybe there's guys, a guy in the room doing all that have, shit. The, yeah, I think you have like secondary tier guys who are like that guy gets going, and they're like, oh yeah, and, you know, you got kind of get behind them, mm-hmm. but they don't have any of those fires started in themselves. It, yeah, maybe it's just like true. it's not in their DNA. Some of these guys, it isn't like it's like I'm talking about so, it as a team to start well. They're like just so calm and relaxed that they're like, even if you get down a goal, they're like, nah, not a big deal. We're the best players in the world. We'll come out and score another one. But that's almost mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. Where like McDavid and Drysdale are like, all right, we're gonna go feel this bad boy out for the first ten minutes, and then the and team the rest of the team that. follows that, yeah. and it's like, man, 
okay, on one hand, it's like, hey, if you're Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl, recognize that and be like, okay, when we go out there and feel things out, the team follows. So let's be fired up for once. But I, I, I don't think they. It's not in them. So I mean, this takes me back to like when Wayne Gretzky was was coaching the uh, the Coyotes. Um, there was a story of a player that used to play there. He came back and he told a friend, and he's like, they got shut out. And Gretz came back in the dressing room and was like losing his shit. He's like, how the fuck can't you guys score a goal? Obviously for him, it's just so fucking easy, right? The rest of the guys are going, well, <laughs> And Gretz, you know, he's looking at these guys going, how are you guys in the NHL? You can't score a fucking goal. Like, how is this possible? So I think you just don't realize, they need to like, those two don't understand what it's like to be a regular person. But, and then also on the other hand, I kind of go, if you're on the bottom half of this roster, how do you not look in the mirror and be like, I'm not Connor McDavid. I'm not Leon Dreisaitl. What they're trying to do is score goals. What I need to do in the first period is create some energy, hit people, get pucks on yes. net. Because their bottom six doesn't even put pucks on net. Yes. Yeah, I agree. But our bottom six right now, and so this is this is not me trying to come up with excuses right now, but their bottom six right now should be three guys, not six. Right? You got six right. guys who are playing. Like We've got three guys in our roster right now playing forward who, when we're healthy, are, are hanging are, out in California. They're in Bakersfield, yeah. That's yeah, fair. like I'm looking at. So there's right a now. little bit there, but still, there we need to do. We they need to be better. Right now, the Oilers' bottom six, all of them, are being outscored by three defensemen: Tyson Berry, Darnell Nurse, and Evan Bouchard. They're contributing nothing. Mm. And like Tyler's point, if you're not going to score, like I get it, you're not going to score every day, but like go hit something, get in the mix, start a scrum, snow the goalie, piss something. somebody off, have a mm-hmm. pulse. And the only guy I think that I noticed doing that ever, and he hasn't played, he's played what, one, every, one game this year, was, was Benson. Just because I think he has that, like, Northside Edmonton to him, and that's, like, playing when I yeah. played minor hockey. That's just what it was. You know, the, you're hacking and whacking in Division Three, just because that's <laughs> what the game is like, and that's just who you are. Um, when he gets out there, he's always trying He's to, trying. Like, yeah, he's, he's mouthy, something. he's whacking guys. Yeah, he's in the goalies, and, and you know, he ain't a big dude. But he, he's there all the time, and I wish a lot of other guys had that same mentality. And last game, I don't know if it translated well on TV. I don't know what you saw from your end of the rink, Rick, but down on my side where the <laughs> Oilers attacked twice, there was a little bit of, like, the Caps were grabbing them. The Caps were kind of whacking them and chirping. Dry settling Carlson were going back and forth. But then, like, that was it. And for the Oilers, it almost felt like, oh, yeah, I'll chirp you, and then now we're, we're done. Oh, man, go steamroll them next time. Go There's, out of your way. I like, think of – so here's an example that I – if this happened to the Oilers, they would not respond the same way. Last week, I think it was, Andre Vasilevsky oh, got yeah. ran over, and it wasn't one Tampa Bay Lightning player that jumped no. in there. It was the, everybody in the pile. And the Oilers don't have that right now. They're not playing for each other. They stand there, and they look around and go, all right, is anyone going to do something about that? You, They could be Whoa. surrounded by five guys, yeah. and there'll be two kind of pushing it. Like, I want everyone in the pile. They sort of, I mean, when the, when the Neon Connor... Darnell jumped nurse in jumped right in, away. but nurse had to come jump in because Pugliarvi was standing there going, "Yeah, I want somebody's first punch to be a drop kick when that kind of thing happens." Yeah, man, I'm with you. It I, just feels like they lack like a team identity almost, an energy, oh, yeah. or their or, or this their team identity is 97 and 29, and the rest of the team doesn't feel like they're a part of the identity. I don't really well, that's, shit if guys are taking penalties in scrums for like punching over a pile or something like that. Because then that scrum probably isn't going to happen too often after. Yes. Yep. Well, like the Oilers are just like last night. It's Nick Dowd snowed Stuart Skinner. Call it what, you, it's what happened if he yep. did it or not. And I know they scored, but also you just plowed all over your goalie and you 
No did one nothing. did anything about it. They got and also that was a fourth line. Yeah, they got outworked everywhere. Every single if, it's fucking embarrassing. Where I was getting, I was like the chirps after the whistle and the grabbing, tugging, and poking. It seemed like Washington had a mindset because they've been losing a lot. Where they were like, "If we're gonna lose, we're gonna be pricks, and we're gonna yes. get under their skin." And they did. Yes. And the Oilers were just kind of like, "Oh, hey, that's well, not nice, man." Personalities, and I, I don't think we do. Like learn got, it, learn it. It's how you're going to be successful. Benson's trying to learn it. I agree with you a thousand percent. They need to, they need yep. to somehow figure out to bring it out of themselves. Yeah. Like, but you got guys like TJ Oshie out there. Yeah, we don't have anyone, and I mean he's not really that big of a shit disturber. We don't have anyone equal to him. Eight shots last night yep. for TJ Oshie. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. Dude, they shots. they ran out. like there's. So I know everyone talks about what we need. We need puck mover this, but we need a guy who can stop the fucking cycle because they run us. The Oilers defensive coverage. They know coverage. what we're doing, and we and we don't communicate. There's no communication on that ice. Like, I sit mm-hmm. close enough that I can hear them. I, I'm fucking with you on that, So too. there was a play where the puck was going behind the net from hash mark to hash mark, and the, the high forward yelled at the, at, the, at the defenseman, go, 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 go. Like, oh. pinch, pinch, pinch. And then that meant, go down there, and I'll cover your spot. And that's exactly what I did, and they kept going. We don't do that at all. So I think a good example of that is on Saturday when they played Montreal, it was the second goal that was rebounded out by Skinner and went straight to the guy and he tapped into the net. CC got beat on the boards and Hyman was in the middle of the ice and you could clearly tell there was no communication between the two because neither of them, like what should have happened was CC got beat, Hyman should have, like he did look over and didn't do anything about it. Well, if CC's like, fucking get him or something i don't know what you say but there was nothing and clearly that happened on the ice and this is so i've noticed this for a long time i I, one thing that sticks out to me on the defensive side is that the Oilers are cheating for offense yes they're flying the zone so early that it drives me insane you can't have like you'll have your outlet pass on the hash marks on the boards the defenseman will hit him with a pass but then what the centerman's already even there the centerman's up at center ice already the defenseman kind of circles back the guy's got two options either try and dangle the four checker which isn't going to work at the nhl level off the glass or give it away they're not playing simple defense at all so is it a thing right now because i noticed yesterday is that our our third forward is hanging out their blue line we could have the puck behind our net and he's hanging out their blue line like a power play they're cheating for offense so that first goal the eller goal pass to dry settle okay so nurse is in the corner makes the pass to dry settle that is good dry settle turns it over on his backhand but right as he's in the motion to pass mcdavid is fully going up ice already right because he ends up being totally out of the play which is fine your center is expecting the winger to make that pass so you jump up but the issue was Cody Cece mimicked McDavid. As McDavid turned to go up ice, Cece started going up ice. And then what happened? It goes to Eller. Cece's already passed the last capital who's hanging back in the zone who picks off the play. And because Cece, like you said, Bag Milk, cheating for offense, Eller has a clear lane to the net. Yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, I think everybody involved in that play has like some accountability there. Um, but, but we team, just div- team defense would team be Cody defense. Cece going, all right. Connor is going full speed, or he's about what to be. What the hell am I going to do to help out? Nothing. That's yeah. what I mean. Right? Exactly. Like so no- play your position. Yeah. They're, I don't understand why they can't recognize this. I mean, I'm sure they do. And I'm sure Woodcroft's pointing it out. But like, this has been happening all year. They're flying the zone so early. Mm-hmm. If you commit to defense, the offense is going to come. It's just, it makes logical sense. But instead, they're coughing it up. 
not respecting the blue lines, which I love to say on this podcast, and it's ending up in the back of the and they're, they're just Yeah, yep. like you said, they're, they're too far spread apart. It's too easy for the defense to try and get in the way of a pass, or even the passes at that point are you know off the ice. They're not tape to tape, and you're, you're losing possession. Um, There's no support anywhere. Yeah. I, I wanted to bring this up when we were talking about their slow starts. One sec, Tyler, because okay, yeah. first I want to tell you about our friends at Tourism Jasper. Mm. They've got deals everywhere. You go to jasper.travel. You can see the one I'm looking at at Marmon Basin right now, including discounts on your lift passes. Save 50% off regular adult, senior, student, and youth lift tickets every day, all season long with no blackout dates. Check them out at jasper.travel. I'm looking at the snow report and it's looking real good. The knob chair is now open. Head on out to Jasper. Tyler. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound. And you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. All right. Um, we were talking about slow starts. Mm-hmm. And I can understand it's a Monday, middle of December against Washington, team not in your conference. If your starts are bad for that game, but it's not like a recurring problem, then it's kind of like, okay, you got off to a bad start. That's fine. This team, and you mentioned how with Woodcroft, like Tippett's team started terribly. McClellan teams were bad starters always. In the playoffs last year, they played 16 games. How many times... Do you think they both outscored and outshot the opposition in the first period? At so a, outscored and outshot. Yeah, both. Out of 16 games. At 16. A, so I, I look at that and go, that's how many times you thoroughly outplayed the other team. You three. outshot them and you outscored them. You say three? I'm going to go, I, I might get, yeah, no, five. Dan, you got a guess? I would say it's probably four or five. Two. Damn it, I was my, uh, that was my that was your pre-show guess. <laughs> yeah. That was your pre-show guess where you well, said, well, I don't even know the question. It, damn it. Uh, two times, man. So you were in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Rogers' place is rocking. The anthem's crazy. You're all fired up, and you still start like shit. 14 out of 16. How What percent would that be? I don't even know. Most. It's, it's minimal. <laughs> 14 at 1 and 8. There you go. 
One and eight. Actually. Which is. That is not a percentage. Eight percent. But we're almost there. <laughs> One in eight. Like it's I, 12 and a half percent. They almost need to come up with a rule for themselves or something. You know what I mean? Like first shot or first shift, you need a shot on goal. Dude, I'd be coming like you out need there. that kind of thing. Every first period, I want 20 shots on goal. What were the two games? I know we spoke about it, but I can't remember. Yeah, I think one of them was game seven against uh And then the other LA. one was game four against, against Calgary. Against Calgary, yeah. yeah. yeah 12 and and so. if you think back to those games, those were games that the Oilers completely dominated. Because if you, if I'm remembering correctly, game four against Calgary, I'm pretty sure I ended up at the point after and very, very hammered. That was the Nuge game, I think. <laughs> I think so. uh, yeah, they were. Yeah. yeah, when Markstrom passed it to Nuge. Yeah. Yeah, they Hopefully won. Nice I, oh, and that was the Rasmus Anderson goal. Too. Yes. <sighs> Ah, what a moment. Hate that guy. They were good Me in the first too. period there. And I remember sitting up there, Rogers being like, oh, wow, they got off to a good start. And look what happened. You were three They rip. were good in the first period, and they rip. were able to make up for a mistake because they were so good in the first period. Yep. So I'm going to ask you all. Rick had a little rule there. He'd be shooting for 20 shots on net in the first period. Obviously, like, whether or not that happens. But that's a nice goal. I like it. Better than four. Mm. Liam, if you had a rule to set for the Oilers right now, what would it be, what would it be for you? I think, like, 12 to 15 is pretty respectable. It doesn't even have to be shots either, just in general. Like, if you had a rule for the Oilers to start their game, this is what Coach Liam wants. Coach Liam wants you not to take the first penalty of the game. Amazing one. Every single game. It's like something crazy, like 21 out of 26 or something like that. It's unbelievable. And, like, there was one... um, It was Pugliavi in Chicago where he got, like, his stick in and stuff like that. I can kind of forgive that one a little bit because he's like just trying to he's win reaching, a, I think he's the defense puck was smart battle. to put his yeah. arm down on the yeah, stick too. He knew stuff like up. that like it's excusable these other ones it's like what are you doing like why is that even your first instinct to do that if if I was the coach I'd be saying every player in the first period when you step on the ice you do not come off until you have a shot on goal or a hit that should be your goal every shift you go out there and say I'm either getting a shot on net or a hit. If you're at the end of your shift, puck on your stick, throw it on net, get off the ice. Ryan McLeod is going to have some, some long I've, ass shifts. <laughs> I got one even Co- better. Coach Dan, what do you got? Uh, McDavid and Dreisaitl do not see a second of ice time until the team has five shots on net. <laughs> They're not playing until the third period <laughs> sometimes. Force force the team. Force the team. Like you guys talked about it. You, got, you guys laid it out really well about wanting McDavid and Dreisaitl to be fired up. I guarantee you, McDavid and Dryside will be fired up and itching to go if it's six minutes to the first period, you still didn't have your five shots. You know what? I'm going to tail on that a little bit. What about this for an idea? Who are your three most physical players? Brad Malone, Clem Costin, and who would you throw on the right side there? Yanmark, maybe? Yanmark, maybe. Just <laughs> every game, McDavid or Dryside starts on the, the first shift opening puck drop. Yammo. Start, yeah, Yammo. Whoever down the middle, Malone, Costin, and say, you guys are starting. I want three hits for Chef. And then just see if that changes things up a little bit. Maybe that just changes the vibe of the game. If one of them lays a big hit, they, the other two guys are playing physical. They get off the ice, and McDavid and Dreisaitl are heading out there second, being like, all right, here we go. Those guys set the tone. Let, let's keep the ball rolling. What if you do the flip where you tell McDavid and Dreisaitl they need to set the tone? <laughs> they won't. They did it against LA, and we got a goal. Yeah, remember the McDavid hit on Dursey? Mm-hmm. And, and that was Dreis- one of the first periods. Yeah, and Dreisaitl did it before, too. So like this is one of the, the... I still think this team wakes up a little bit here after Christmas-ish because of that type of a thing where they're like, hey, now the games fucking mean something. But where they I'm, didn't show up in the playoffs. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> in those true. situations, yes. But, I mean, you just said, like, Connor's out there hitting. You'll start to see that out of those two guys the deeper we get into the season. But it does not explain why... The next eight forwards can't do it right now. Mm. 
it's, the hit, it's the, really hard the, for me to reconcile hits when you have the puck. So if we're getting those hits, that means we don't have the puck last night again. I'm glad you brought that up, Rick last night against the Washington capitals. They had the puck way more than the Oilers. Dude, they just fucking ran. And like, yet they, us. we couldn't do anything. Out hit the Oilers by a nearly two to one margin. Cause we can't stop a fucking cycle. They use hand. They use their hands to try. They don't put their whole fucking body in front of them. They don't like if there's a guy coming past you, do the old Rob Blake thing where you stick your ass out and fucking and, and hip check them. Or the Jordan Binnington. They are not going to fucking push by you at that point. You try and put your arm out or a chicken wing, he's going to blow past you. <laughs> and Binnington, well, he just does the arm thing. So I want, I want these guys throwing their ass into every fucking hit. Okay, so who's is that not also on the coaches a little bit to change up the system? If something's not working. Mm-hmm. And evidently, it's, shit's not working. And maybe they have. Like, I don't obviously know all that stuff because I don't see it on the ice that well. But, like, if it's re- repeat after pre, I'm not even talking about the first period starts. Like, you said they can't break up the cycle. Yep. Isn't that on the coach to then also find something to, to fix that? And but I think so. They probably sit there and, and, and coach I'm sure, them I'm in sure practice. They do, like, yeah. hey, this is what you do. This is what you do. But it's during the game. They need to go out there and do it. A dude like Cece, he's a big man. You can't let these guys push him around. Yep. Bouchard needs to get learn how to be a little more aggressive. He's a big dude. He was you aggressive know? last night. Nurse has to, but nurse has wrong to, time though. <laughs> but that's but the thing. But to nurse has to pull it in a little bit yeah. to be able to do his thing. Because when you're overstretching, when you're doing too much, he's reaching. You're not that same strength. I want to yeah. talk about Evan Bouchard getting benched in the third period last night. To me, like. Dan has his hand up. Sorry, Dan. I can't see you. I, oh, that's okay. Yeah. No, I was just going to say further to Liam's point. No, I lost it. It's gone. I'm sorry. <laughs> Evan yeah. Bouchard last night took a rough penalty, cross-checking up near the blue line. Didn't make any sense whatsoever in the context of the play. I like physical play, but like pick your spots a little better. Jay Woodcroft benched him afterwards because they got the game winner on that uh, shortly after. What do you guys think about Evan Bouchard riding the pine in the third? I didn't like it. Okay, so the penalty, bad penalty. Sure. Awful penalty. But if you want to start playing the game of you made a play that negatively impacted the game, Dry Settles giveaway in the first horrendous. CC's there's There is that game gets but, played with seniority. Well, there's also like the giveaway by Dry Settle was bad, but he was the, the play by Bouchard was just dumb and yeah. completely avoidable. So, yeah, Leon was trying to make offensive plays. That stuff's going to happen. So did Bouchard get benched for the penalty or the Protoss Dowd goal? I, like so, when I watched the video, um, that's is Jay Woodcroft in this podcast? Twitter, it does not show the start of it. Like it looks like Bouchard's too far to the boards as opposed to the middle because the whole sliding on it, uh, the whole diving thing, I'm fine with. Like you, you're keeping the guy to his backhand at that point. Great. Actually, pretty clever on them to drop pass it, and yeah. he gets up, turns around, and the puck's being shot on the net. So. At that point, I don't know what he's supposed to do. Yeah, but maybe there was a mistake at the at their blue line where, yeah, he was definitely seemed to be a little too far to the one side. See, because that's actually almost the exact breakdown I gave down gave on Oilers Nation every day was the slide he made. He hustled back. Yeah, he was the only D man back. Yeah, he can't see Dowd behind him. He nope. slides like you said. The only move Protas has at that point in Bouchard's mind is he can back only go to his shot. backhand. He's Good. got a backhand or a flip into Skinner. Yeah. Barry didn't get back after Barry's the one who kicked the puck directly to the Capitals, which sparked the odd man rush the other way, and then Barry didn't get back to take the high guy. So it just it was weird to me that that was Bouchard's last shift when like 
that goal was more of a Barry mistake than so a Bouchard. I want to go back a little bit further and see if he was yeah. out, of position, yeah. out of position at first. So maybe that was. The and you're right. The, the penalty's dumb. You can't take that. This is an awful. And penalty. he's done it before. He did it against. Was that the and Rangers? That's or my guess. Is probably why he got it. Probably. And, it's, and he's in his what second year? Whatever you can do that to a guy in his second year, you can't do that to Leon. You can't do CC. You're probably not going to do that. I to think CC. you could do it to Tyson Barry though. That's fair. I don't see I, why not. Why can't you? Why? Yeah. Ah, uh, you just. I think if you're Woodcock, you'd be worried about burning a bridge. Yeah, you just can't do that. And I, I think if you were coach, I know I don't think you'd be able to. Like, you just some guys are almost untouchable in that type of um, getting in that kind of trouble. Like, you just you just can't. If you were telling me that but, Ken Hitchcock wouldn't bench one of his star players if he was behind well, the listen, bench, well, listen, there's a dude doing that stuff down in, in, in three hours south of us right now, and it's not going over so well. So I think Ooh. there's just that. That could be so. Also, what happened? In I Vancouver know just the day before. <laughs> Dan, go. I I know that this is our job, and like we're trying to we're trying to surmise something where there's no writing to really tell us why Woodcroft did it. But like at the same time, Woodcroft could have just had a conversation with Bouchard that was, "Do not go down on your belly," and then Bouchard goes down on his belly, so he benches him. I'm not saying that's what happened, but I'm just saying that there's a certain amount of to- context here that we kind of forget because we're not watching these guys day in and day out working together. But like. You know, I don't necessarily agree to Rick's point that Nurse is like omnipotent to any kind of criticism, no, but I do think that that, that relationship of, you can't give the same type of um... yeah. That I think it's just that relationship between the coach and the players, and he knows who he's willing or who he's able to bench to send the right message to, and maybe he sends it to Nurse, and it doesn't be it isn't received the same way. So I don't know. Like he's still our head coach. Like, that could have been Dave Manson's choice too, 100%. as opposed to yeah, could have right? been. I think yeah, one exactly. Thing that has bothered me a few times is sometimes the players that come on off the bench are weird. Like the New Jersey one's a big one. Like after they score, like it was like, you'll have a really good shift and then it goes to the fourth line or something. Yeah. Stuff like that. And also the response to younger players also performing well, like Holloway was rewarded a little bit yesterday by playing in the last minute or whatever of the game as the extra man. Right. And he, he had a really good game, but it also bugs the shit out of me how, only last week, Evan Bouchard was scoring the game winner for the Oilers and like scoring two goals against the Rangers when Holloway was also on the ice for all three. And neither of them were really rewarded for it. And now here we are so many games later. Like I feel like I understand the idea of like you not wanting to piss off your superstars and stuff like that. But also, I'm not saying bench Dreisaitl by any means. And maybe there is the conversation like Dan said. But also like... It, what does it really show to the rest of the team? That's what I was wondering. You're just going to bench a- Bouchard after the mistake when three other veterans are the reason why three goals went in the net. That's, that's kind of that's, 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 like, that's the fair. great the point. The response is not good. And for a coach like Jay Woodcroft, who has been the assistant coach in the NHL for a long time, he's not like a rookie to the league, and also was a coach in Bakersfield and had a lot of success with young players, with these same young players, it's not the right message to send to bench him like that. Like, get him back out there almost and be like, okay, go do what, show us what you can do, like make up for your mistake. And I don't think the goal was his fault. Either. Or like, I just think that, or there could be I like a balance. That's, oh. Sorry, go ahead, Dan. 
I was just going to say, I think that Liam, you made a great point. And I think that just going a step further, you know, you've got, you've got all of us defending Bouchard on this podcast. Well, all the guys that were watching Evan get benched, they know that they weren't having a great game and that they could have just as easily been benched. And so I think I would at least hope that Woodcroft is hoping that it's going to inspire these veteran guys to figure their shit out and play better in place of Bouchard. Because then going back to what Rick said, benching a veteran guy sends a different message. Maybe it's even like a confidence thing too. And doing it to Bouchard isn't a good thing. Like he's been struggling all season. Yeah, yeah finally in a bit of a fair too. But also, as well. like as much as you maybe want to teach a lesson to Bouchard, you do also need to win the game. And Evan Bouchard's the defenseman that gives you the best chance of tying that game yeah. up. Not having to roll Philip Broberg out on his offside for two or three shifts. Like what? The length of the benching is. I didn't have a problem with him parking him for a couple of shifts. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that either. See, you but like I also would have parked Leon for a shift. for the period. Yeah. Didn't I would have thrown Connor out there with, yeah, I would have been like, you're, not, you're playing a shift with Costin and yeah, Motoko. It's just, and it's not benching nuts. Leon. It's nothing like that. It's just parking him like, hey, man. And yeah. then it just kind of like evens out the accountability. Yeah. He's still your star, we, but then everybody knows like, if you fuck up, you're going to you're gonna miss one. Yeah. We, we used to have a coach that would do that back then. Like, late a fucking media storm too. At some point, we'll like, Fuck him. Yeah, I was right. That could only create fucking extra issues in your dressing room. May, I don't know. But at some point, too, I think Woodcroft has to be the coach. And it, see, like Tyler brought up a good point of what Derek Ryan said when Woodcroft took over. It's like now we feel whatever he said. We he all feel like, like we're in the same thing. And right yeah. now it feels like we're back to the Tippett era. It doesn't of feel like, like that at all. The bottom six plays six and a half minutes and the big guns play 24. At the same point, though. Was that how it went last night? Uh, well, Holloway played nine and a half minutes. Um, nine and a half minutes for a fourth line player he, is not he, a fucking he, small amount of time. He got elevated. I, he was just the one I made a poster on today. Yeah. Hamlin, he, did Benson play? No. No. No, he didn't play last night. Yeah, so, what are they saying, Rick? What's Hamlin the had saying? four. Connor played 23 and a half. Leon played 23. Nuge was next up at 22. See, I, I, but I don't like. I'm looking at this right now, and our t- our ice time is not out to lunch. It's not you've crazy. You've got Hamblin at 4:43. You've got um, last Malone night is 5:56, and everyone else is within 10 sec or two seconds. Shore was two seconds away from 10 minutes. Everyone else is in double digits. Maybe See, that's to me though, like Devin Shaw, it almost makes sense. Not enough time to play the two <laughs> or the guys that are actually scoring goals more than everyone else. Nobody's scoring goals. Well, that's my point. You have four guys playing or scoring goals. One of them didn't play last night. The next up is a guy who he hasn't played in a month and he's still fifth in goals. So if you had five goals right now after 26 games played, which no one does outside of those four guys up top, you're on pace for a 15-goal season. That's not a lot of goals, really. No, that's right where you want your your bottom nine to be, your middle No six one's here. close. No. This team is not... like it's the, the top guys are still carrying this team. So we can talk about underlying numbers and shit all you want, and I love those too. Mm-hmm. But the numbers that matter is goals on the board. And we're not mm-hmm. getting them. Nobody's getting any of them, the, the except Anaheim, four guys. The Anaheim Ducks have a points percentage of 288 this season. Guess how many players they have with more than five goals. Go ahead. Christ, I don't Four. The same amount as the freaking Oilers. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. Because there's a guy, like I said, Kane is fifth on that list. He hasn't played in a month. I, 
this might rub some people the wrong way. I get he may be an analytics darling. If I have to watch Yessa Pugliarvi fall down when he gets a scoring chance or chip the puck to the opposing team's defenseman instead of just dumping it in one more time, I'm going to lose it. He, like, I understand being in a slump and all of that. He <laughs> falls down every third or fourth scoring chance he gets. He falls down. You can't play in an NHL top six if you're doing that. I'd like to argue, but there's nothing much, not, not much you can argue. I think there's a five, six guys that are doing all the same thing, and they're just... And I still believe in the fact that like they're you're, you're trying too hard, you're gripping your stick, whatever analogy you want to use. Sure, all that. Confidence when you're matters. trying too hard, yep. that's what they're doing right now. But I mean, I can't even say that. Like when he had the puck on his little uh, partial breakaway and couldn't get a shot on net. And like for him, I just want that specific player. I want him to go stand in front of the fucking net because he's a giant and it's hard to move him from there. I, I need want- him to get a little more angry. I need him to get a little more emotional. Um but there's a bunch of guys that like it. I mean, before Yam got hurt, dude doesn't have a goal yet, does he? Nope. Three points so far. 14 games. Yeah, and Yam looked like he was, you know, and there were a couple times where Yam fell over, and now we got Yanmark playing in the top six, who's definitely not a top six player. Well, he's, he's got a goal. He's on the ice for both goals yesterday, too. Great yeah, screen yeah, on the Gulak goal. I would, I would, I, you know, I would, I'd be looking at putting Holloway in that spot yeah. just for yep. change of scenery, change of, like, but, but you got to tell him go out there and, and be aggressive. And I want shots on no, uh, shots on goal. He had a great two on one with Malone, I think. Yeah. And then ditched off to Malone, who yes. took a, a one timer from the high slot. <laughs> yes. And that's probably not where you want to go. I and I watched the replay a couple times, and the defenseman was just starting to go over towards Holloway. But I mean, you got a right handed goaltender, right, or left, whatever you want to say, the Grand Fury style goalie. Go bar down on the glove. Mm-hmm. That's your that's your straw. That's, your, that's where you're shooting. Beat him on the glove. Be aggressive. Go out there and grab the fucking goal. How would you line up tomorrow? I'm splitting Connor and Leon. Yep. I'm going three. I'm going McDavid, Dry, Nuge. Spread it out. And I'm going. I'm going pairs. Yeah. So you're gonna you're gonna try to let up two guys here, two guys there, two guys there, and then sprinkle in the helpers instead of having a whole line of helpers. I'm going eleven seven. I like the idea of rolling Connor or Leon through extra shifts when possible. But are you doing that against Arizona? Or is it Arizona a good game to go 12 and 6? Tell them to go out there and fucking figure their shit out. And if you have to go 11 and 7, you do it against a better team like Minnesota. Yeah, maybe. I just want to win games. I don't know. No, even I care. agree with you. Yeah. So I'm going 11 and 6. Or I'm going 12 and 6. 11 and 6. And six. Yeah, 11 Holy and 6. Fuck. We're just taking a spot off. I, uh, Three goalies. Going yeah. back to your point, though, Rick, like one thing I'd love for the bottom six is they're playing too cute by half right now. Like with guys like Connor and Leon, when they're on a two on one, Expect the pass. Expect it to work. Yeah, they showed a little montage of two-on-ones between Connor and Leon. Those two, no problem. Do whatever you guys want. I got no issue with you. You do you, boo. But for everyone else, stop it. Stop trying to force passes through because they all see it coming. Hit a, what? Why, why don't the Oilers ever do that thing where the guy carrying the puck on an odd man rush oh, rips a low shot off the pads and somebody's right. driving towards the crease? Oh. That does not happen on this team. No. It, I think like it happened Montreal. in the playoffs like once or twice last year. I remember, yeah. Montreal literally scored a goal like that against us on Saturday. They don't, they're like they playing too cute by half. Simplify it. You got to dumb this down, baby. Nobody's scoring. It's Connor, like, Leon, do, hey, do whatever they want to do. I've been saying this for weeks. They need to simplify their game right yes. now. Cody Cece yesterday in the first period, I, I'm sure you guys will remember this. He had that chance right just around the face-off circle, right, where he could have ripped one. Yep. 
He has, including the playoffs, seven goals in an Oilers jersey. I think they have all come from that exact same spot. And yesterday he had the look. And he tried to like seam it perfectly short side to McDavid, shoot and I was like, "Dude, shoot the puck, man! It's Charlie Lindgren." I hate the Wayne Gretzky. Guys, literally has a quote about situations like this. Michael Scott. Michael Scott stole it, and Bag Milk stole it from him. Got <laughs> uh, so put that on the board, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is it what association yet? Well, oh, it could be <laughs> for our friends got at a Soho. Full of words over here. <laughs> For our friends at Soho, go check them out. SohoYEG.com. That is the website. They have got some game day specials, live music. You know, you have a good time there. I've had a good time there. The pizza, legit. Everything you want, that is where you need to be. It's right on Jasper Ave. SohoYEG.com. Tyler, how many words you got for us today? Four. I can't wait. It's everybody's favorite segment. Let's go. What? Variety. What's our order? Liam, bagged milk, oh, Dan, <laughs> me, then Rick. I always go last. Yeah, I feel like it's unfair. Let me sit up for this one. Yeah, Ooh, get ready. Prepare yourself. in, folks. Mm-hmm. For our friends at Soho, one yeah, more time, Tyler. Tyler's signature segment, word association. Mm-hmm. You're after bag milk, Dan. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. You're three. Yeah. All right. All right. The nickname Mick Power Play. <laughs> Jealous. I don't even know. What's the context? People call McDavid McPowerplay because he only scores on the power play and not five on five. Or he's just very good at it. Dumb. Dan. McSelfish. Unnecessary. Stupid. Stupid. That's a good one. The Oilers in the first period. Stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Meh. Vomit. Sleepy. The penalty kill. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> horror awful. Oh, damn. I was going to do horror awful. Um, <laughs> Rick? What was yours then? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can't think of one. <laughs> Show game. How do you not Automatics. Ooh, the reverse automatic. Oh, yeah. Disgusting. Uh, it's terrifying, but they're over aggressive. Terrifying. All hyphenated. This one comes from Oilers Nation every day. Favorite dessert. Cheesecake. Ooh, I like that. Uh, candy. Dan. Banana muffin or cake? Strawberry shortcake. The, uh, <laughs> the, apple, pie. The apple pie? Yeah. There you go. That's Just a classic, eh? Not one word. Yeah, man. A la mode. Al- apple pie a la mode. Oh, My nice. apologies. Absolutely. All hyphenated. Mmm. I got a big slice of it sitting in the fridge at home. It's been on my mind. I might have to grab some cheesecake actually when I get home. What's your flavor? I'm I'm easy breezy. I like a good plain. <laughs> just a New York style? Oh, yeah. yeah. Just the cheesecake? Just the cheesecake. But also, Respect. I mentioned this today on the other show. Have you guys had the Italian donuts from Joey's? Mm-mm. No. Oh. This is Joey or Joey's Seafood? Anyone who's, who works at Joey Ooh. is going to be upset if you're calling them Joey's. Joey. All right, that's better. Like Joey Tribbiani. <laughs> Joey Bell Tower. The Italian Joey's donuts with macrimone. I don't know what the dip's called. It begins with M. It might Mascarpone? Mascarpone, yeah. Mascarpone? Yep, that one. Mascarpone. <laughs> a, a little extra. <laughs> or lithographs, yeah, as Tyler calls it. Could I eat the full buffet and you still find room for those, those donuts? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Not a sweets guy. Unbelievable. I'm not really a big sweets guy either, but I'll murder candy all day. Yeah, me too. Yeah, see, you know, I'm 
If Tyler had a bag of Sour Patch Kids, I'd be eyeballing him until he shared with me. Maybe Don't leave me around chips, especially like corn chips or something like that, Doritos. But uh, other than that, I'm pretty... Were we recording when I talked about stress eating like a whole fucking thing of salsa yesterday? I don't think we were recording. No. no. And also, I was I'd so like annoyed with that game. Tyler's idea of the salsa on record too. So yeah. yeah. What was it? Well, how do you consume chips and salsa? It was just an idea. I was not, <laughs> not saying I've done it. Go but ahead. you were talking about how you don't want to get your hand all in the salsa jar. So if well, no, I'm not a caveman. I put it in a bowl. So just take your bag of di- chips, take the jar of salsa, <laughs> just dump the jar of salsa in the bag of chips and shake it up. And shake it now, but but when you're done, lay it down lengthwise. Cut it cut open. Cut the top off. So you're, now you're just attacking it like. Ooh. Yeah. And then. Melt some cheese on it. Yeah. Hey, you're basically just go. talking about a taco in a bag, really. Yeah, well, yeah. Now we've opened it up. Not just a plate of nachos but, sitting yeah. on a fucking taco chip bag. That would, I'd just be so worried about them being just soggy and gross. They would be. Oh, not well, being able not, to yeah, I mean, you're, you're crushing them all at once, yeah, right? Eat, eat He's mashing it in at like to like a pate or something. Oh, buddy. Oh. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> food processor. Yeah. yeah, the bottom end was all crunchy and throw the camel back, yeah. suck it back like just a, a drink. spoon. Mm. Walking around everywhere. It's too much flavor. I'm flipping the, um, I'm doing my own word association. Ooh, like good. Some help. What is the worst sweet or dessert? What is the worst? Oh, the That's worst. really easy. Then go ahead, Rick. Well, the worst like candy is, oh. is black licorice, hands down, not even close. Mm, yeah. Jelly, like Jello jelly. Yeah, jelly. I just jello, ate a whole jello. thing of Jello yesterday. Oh, the Jello. The texture yeah. is outrageous. <laughs> oh, I, Can I? I? The people who do Jello shots make me sick. To be honest, <laughs> like I think they they're absolutely disgusting. There's got to be yeah, a I, fucking texture that's <laughs> close to it that. I love Jello. jello. No, I love Jello. Me. I don't eat a lot of it, but I got nothing. Yeah. Jello shots at the holiday party for Liam. Jello two days ago. <laughs> you know what? Here's a hot take: oh. Rice Krispie squares. Uh, what? They're chalky. What? They're chalky. What's wrong chalky. with you? A fresh Rice Krispie square, <sighs> like right thing. out of the oven. It's not. It, it's overrated. It's well, not terrible, say, but yeah, it's overrated. Well, if you're gonna take one, you get, like nuke it or put it in the oven for a bit, like sure. activate that sure. marshmallowy thing again. And mm-hmm. Get a little heat on the Rice Krispies. You'll be. You'll be okay. Dan, what is the worst or most overrated? Dessert. Uh, jube jubes. I've always hated jube jubes. Just nice. can't get yeah, on board. Like, because then you're just talking texture, right? Because they come in all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Flavors. But it's the, the it's the straight up like the, the brand jube jube. Yep. Hundred percent. The red one, like the cherry, no. is way better than black no. licorice. It's the, all the flavors in jube jubes is trash. Every flavor is garbage. It's just a different type of garbage. You just reminded me, Rick. <laughs> that, uh Of course, it's Waz that loves black licorice. That's not surprising. No. Yeah. That's gross, man. My dad, mm-hmm. my dad used to get like black licorice syrup to make milkshakes with, and it made oh. his teeth black. Ugh. It was weird. Why would he do that to himself? He loves black licorice. Old, old. It's an old person flavor, I think. Oof. Speaking of old people flavors, the worst candy slash dessert slash sweet of all times, candy corn. I still don't understand where they make yeah, it. Yeah, candy corn uh, sucks. It's oh, awful. I actually don't mind There's, black licorice, so maybe it's very big in England. Are you a big Zambuca guy? I, I actually I don't, don't mind Zambuca. I don't yeah. mind Zambuca either. Well, I was going to say, if you don't mind, don't minds have to be the exact same here. They're the exact same fucking flavor. What Just is? this side black of licorice and paint Zambuca. thinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but like a black licorice candy sits and like you got to chew it. A shot's just standing. Down. Oh, that no, that vapors come back up. Yeah, I just flavor in there. That not if a it's a jello shot, right, Liam? Situation, no problem before 100%, it's gone. I agree. Not really a shots guy either. Is that why you don't come out of the bar very often? 
do you know what? I can't go to the pint anymore, Rick. <laughs> There's, I see too many young hockey players that I know, and I just can't be around those people. Ah, your head scout duties getting in yeah. the way yeah. of yeah. the party. Mm-hmm. Too many people. I mean, the sometimes that's where you do business, man. That's where you get your best uh, in- yep. intel. No, I can't. I yeah, it's what happened in the 70s and 80s, man. Don't let it die in the uh, 2020s. <laughs> uh, go. Maybe you'll run into an oiler there and be like, hey, would you like to play for the crew? <laughs> I already had one once. Now, just since we're on the topic of kind of like food, sweets, Christmas stuff, my question this week for Better Late Than Never, I want to ask you guys, what is the worst part about the Christmas season? The end. Oh, I like that answer. <laughs> just you're having too much fun and you're sad when it's over. <laughs> yeah, my Christmas spirit. Some examples. Uh, every weekend is generally tied up with some kind of function. The weather, Christmas music, buying people presents, all kinds of stuff. The FIS in. Snowboard Big Air World Cup presented by Toyota. Well, I had a date for that, but uh, canceled on me for a Christmas party that is happening six weeks ahead of Christmas. But you just said that <laughs> every week. Oh, that wasn't so my canceled answer. Canceled your date. That's been yep. going on for. Mm, good We've only been talking five, about for two six months. Weeks probably. Yeah, yep. that's yep. fair. Yep, yep, yep. Killed your trying to kill your post game show. Mm-hmm. Was duped into thinking I forgot his birthday yesterday. Yeah, so behind the scenes, Tyler was texting literally everyone he knows to find out if it was my birthday. (laughs) Because Danger Suede made a a Photoshop (laughs) saying that Tyler killed me on my birthday and put yesterday's date as it. (laughs) So then Frank Saravalli saw that post and was like, is it actually Bag Milk's birthday? I don't think it is. So then he texts Tyler. Tyler's like, no, I don't think so. And then you text Jay, Wanye, who else no, is on I didn't the list? text one. Yeah, I just texted Jay and Frank about it. And I was like, oh my God, it's his birthday. And then I made a joke on real life that I felt bad about yesterday where <laughs> I said like, oh, people like you less through your 30s. And then you were mad and I thought you were mad about that. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot his birthday. And then I made that <laughs> shitty joke about how people like you less in your 30s. And that was mean. And I did the beat cast thing. And I canceled on the FIS Snowboard Bigger World Cup presented by Toyota. And I was like, fuck, I am a piece of shit. I legitimately was sitting in my seat, not even paying attention to the game. I was just like feeling bad about my. About the best part was like, Jay's like, Tyler's asking if it's your birthday. What do I say? I'm like, yeah, of course you tell him it's my birthday. So then also <laughs> Jay earlier in that day when he was here was like, oh, I got a bottle of wine for bag milk because he gave me a bottle of wine. So I'm giving him one back. So when I texted Jay, I was like, is it actually bag milk's birthday? He goes, yeah. Why do you think I bought him the bottle of wine? And I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> fuck. Uh, Dan, what's the worst part about Christmas season? Yeah, well, I mean, it sounds mean, but it's the gifts, like the uh, the consumerism around Christmas, the needing to feel like you have to give a gift to everybody mm-hmm. instead of, you know, the way it used to be or the way it was when we were younger, when it was like making shit for each other. That's why Thanksgiving is the supreme yeah. holiday. You get all the food, yep. you get all the action. We don't got to buy anybody. There's a... And it happens, I think, when you get a little older, obviously, or when you don't have, like, younger kids in the family. But, like, I know people who are like, yeah, we just don't do gifts anymore. We sat down, and we all said the same thing that you said, Dan. Like, these people I know, and they're like, yeah. oh, this is stressful. We all have grown-up jobs. We can just buy our own stuff if we want it. This is unnecessary. And yeah. now I they love, just treat Christmas like Thanksgiving. I love gift exchanges, though. I do, too. If you get, like, a $20 limit, you got to be creative with it. Yeah. I love it. That's, it's so much those fun. Those are different, though. Those are different. Those are where you can have some fun. I got a fantastic gift last year. Would you like to hear about it? I would like to hear about it. (laughs) So this one actually brought a bit of a tear to my eye. This seems like it's going to be a joke. Could you imagine if we were just like, no, Liam, we don't want to hear (laughs) it. We just ended the podcast. So last Christmas was my first Christmas with my girlfriend and her family. So Congratulations. Thank you. We've been dating for a while. 
So anyway, this is the first one. And oh, sorry about the other Christmases. <laughs> they, never mind. So they they get into Christmas and they really like to kind of one up each other. And last Christmas, my girlfriend's sister got me an ugly Christmas sweater from England of my favorite soccer team that she ordered from the club shop. Oh, that's and nice. Was, Barnsley, oh, that an incredible Barnsley nice FC, sweater. right? But no, Dan, it's not Barnsley <laughs> FC. So now this year, I've been trying to think of something to up it. And I just can't think of anything. It's a dangerous game. I say dangerous treat game. it like a disappointment band-aid. Get a terrible gift this year. Set the bar super low. Because what happens if you one-up her this year? Then what, next year you got to one-up that? No, but then next year she'll one-up me and I'll get a better gift. You just give her like Tyler, a, a COVID test or something? Just like, hey, be safe in 2023. <laughs> Tyler, you know? but actually, <laughs> I, he I, just I, got his Christmas privileges back. Why are you trying to get them removed from him again? I, my, What was the question? The worst part about Christmas? Yeah. When it starts too early. Like when you have a date to the FIS Big Air (laughs) Snowboard and there's a Christmas party? Oh, yeah. November. Like, so. November 1st and the decorations come out and you hear for the first time Mariah Carey. (laughs) My Christmas decorations this year went up on November 12th and I did not like it. Not a fan of it. I didn't put them up. What did that conversation (laughs) look like? What was the the back and forth between you and the missus? We're not doing it. (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) How'd that go? And eventually it just got. So there all Did the time. Lights up on the fish tank there. I have a light on my fish tank. No, you have like Christmas lights on there, no? No, I <laughs> I have a little Ricky the reindeer in my office, and that's about all I got. <laughs> that's all I have. I did late November Christmas lights, but See, the fun part about it was that I also had like four or five rum and eggnogs while I was doing it. Yeah, mine just got put up, and I got home. See, and they were there. that's my f- one of my favorite parts of the Christmas season is that like putting up the lights, have a drink, wrapping presents, have a drink. Yeah. It's, it's Monday. Extreme. Have a drink. <laughs> yeah. It's like, um, actually, I got those candy cane lights that you were supposed to put outside, but I got them last week and I got freezing. Mm-hmm. So now I can't put them in the ground. Well, this, is kind of, this is kind of why some people do start putting things up in like November, I think. It's the outdoor stuff the weather. trying to avoid the, uh, the weather. The I recommend Liam just something. leaving them up all year. You it's flash those worse. babies on in April if you want. Yeah. It's my birthday in April. I do really want to get celebrations. Out. Yeah. Candy April, season, April 5th, I know. It is not. Awesome. Nice try, though. I thought it was March. Nah. Mine's April every year. Mine too, same. Hasn't moved. <laughs> April 3rd. Hasn't moved. Yeah, you even looked last night as you were trying to confirm my birthday not was not December 10th. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg spoiled my fun once again. My friend doesn't put his birthday on Facebook, and I forget it every single year. Yeah. But I always get an alert being like, it's Blah Blah's birthday today. And I always text him every year, like, happy birthday, because he changes it also. So it's never mm-hmm. like the same month. So he's like, oh, I must have changed it to the right one. Gets me every time. I have a friend that does that too. He loves nothing more than having a birthday once per quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Just like gets Oof. the messages. He's like, thank you. Thank you. I did it. I did it. I still, uh, I still get emails from a website called birthdayreminders.com, which was before Facebook. Uh, you had to put it into a website and have that website email you. And so I get emails every once in a while about people that I went to like high school with or just graduated and met kind of thing. Do you still call for the time as well, Dan? Absolutely. Of course. Just see what movies are on. Yep. Uh, I want to touch really quickly before we wrap up the podcast. We mentioned Canada Snowboard a couple of times, but I want to mention tomorrow's game against the Coyotes. Just what do you expect from the Oilers? But first, the style experience of the FIS Snowboard Big Air World Cup happening on Saturday at Commonwealth Stadium. If you've seen the ramp, it looks cool as hell. 
Experience world cl class mashup of snowboarding and style right here at Edmonton with a heightened fan experience grants you front row seats to watch the best snowboarders go head to head at the largest stadium big air contest Canada has ever seen. Tickets are still available at Ticketmaster or I've got an extra. <laughs> Either way. He's on his phone. He missed that part. I just know I'm. I just <laughs> what am I expecting? That was a question, correct? I am. Yeah, tomorrow. Get, so the Coyotes, obviously, that's a must-win game. You need yeah. to not just beat them. You need to like beat the wheels off them. They're on a 14-game road trip. This is the last game of a 14-game road trip. These guys should be just gassed, exhausted. Yeah. Just want to oh. go home. Uh, they don't have a home, I suppose. So they, whatever. Um, just an effort. That's all I want. I obviously I want to win, but just like show me that you give a shit about this team right now. Yep. So what I'm asking. I for. just I'm excited. If they move to Tempe, they can now be the temporary Coyotes, right? Mm -hmm. The Temp Coyotes. Huh? There we go. Dan, what Fixed about the game it. here in Edmonton tomorrow? What are you expecting? Uh, I mean, frig. I'm expecting an effort, but. At the same time, we've seen what this team is delivering right now with the injuries that they have. I'm sick and tired of having to keep saying that over and over again. But yeah, I just want to see a good effort. I want to see five shots before McDavid and Drysaddle get on the ice. I want to make it through the first period where the Oilers are not being outshot. My ground, my expectations are ground level right now. And that's pretty sad considering the Coyotes are terrible. Don't get outshot by the Coyotes. That's rough. <laughs> That's rough, but like you can't tell me that isn't like an actual to do thing on the list for tomorrow. It is. Like I don't know how many games in a row they've been outshot now, but it's way too many. Way too many. I want to hear from you. We're going. We're going back to basics. Back to basics. See, Got it. What you want and what you expect, I think, are two different things. I'm expecting them to shoot the Coyotes. Like what was the game we said last a couple weeks ago, where you're like they got to beat the wheels off them. And then they let him catch up in the third. Uh, we, we, oh, that was, was like Chicago. 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 Was that Chicago? Yeah, so that's what I'm expecting to see. But what I want to see is the beginning of the third period of that Chicago game when we were up fucking 4-1. And I want to see them get to 5-1 and 6-1 and, and kind of show what they can do. But I expect them to play a level game and just kind of do what they do. Question for you guys. Super Stu tomorrow. Skinner was fantastic last night. It's almost... Stu. Um, it's got to be soup. It's such an absolute layup to go with soup tomorrow. Skinner got overworked against Washington, and this is the worst team on the schedule coming up. End of a 40-game trip. You got to go Campbell. If Campbell a, can't succeed tomorrow, boy. You had a, you had a lot, of, lot of work, but I only got overworked. Campbell. Dan? It, it's Campbell. I don't, like, Rick, are, like, you think that they should go back to Stu at all? Yeah. But you can't just play Stu every game. Like you need a spot to go to Campbell at some point. I don't want it to be against Mini again, so I go Arizona. I think this is a game we've been waiting for for Campbell to have for a while. Can you sit there and say this is what we're we've been waiting on? This we're waiting on this. What happens if right yes. now you, Stu's just your number one right now? Then what? I'm not willing to is. sacrifice yeah, another game. Don't no no no. Don't start your number one against shit teams. Rest your number one against shit teams. But there's also that theory where you start your number one against a shit team, so you guarantee that win. Well, as yeah, quote unquote and I that get way. that, but I, I just you need to get you need to get Wednesday, Campbell back Friday, in. Friday, it's Wednesday, Friday, Monday. Yep, I will. So I go, I go, I go. Skinner on one and three, and and soup in the middle. Like Calgary went with Ladar last night, and then Vancouver went with Martin the other night too. Because yeah, Demko's hurt. Six in overtime. <laughs> no, I mean against Arizona. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
Well, you could argue but also Bedard is their starter. True. That's true. I think I go with Soup tomorrow. He's got to play at some point, and I would rather have Skinner in against Minnesota. And Friday. Okay, what was Campbell's last stop? Uh, New uh Honestly, at this point, man, you got you to put, yeah. yeah. you you put your best lineup out there. I think, Cam- your best lineup. I think Campbell's been fine recently. Minnesota was obviously not great. He was decent That's against pretty. the Islanders, and he was good against – he was okay against the Rangers. So in, two of so all in the series, last three games, he's like, been bad, average, and okay. Perfect. <laughs> the team's been yes. bad, bad, bad. <laughs> What's wrong with that? <laughs> that's what we get with Soup right now. That's just uh, what it is, and that's why I think you have to go back to Arizona. Tomorrow's a good chance for him to build up some positive momentum. Get a little co- confidence, if you yeah, will. Yeah, get a little swagger. Any final thoughts before we wrap up episode 295 million, Liam? Go Oilers, go. Mm-hmm. All right. I want to thank our friends at DoorDash, Oodle Noodle, Tourism, Jasper, Soho, and Canada Snowboard for making it all possible. And most importantly, you for welcoming us into your ear holes. Have a great rest of the week, everybody. Shout out Chris the intern. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, delivered by DoorDash. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.